The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it? It's, it's Dr. Doom. What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. How about this woman that you are really hired, Mr. Stark? Hello and welcome to another episodic episode of the Click Nation's Combo Chronicles. It's coming. As we shake the dust off of this here, um, <laughs> after this here shindig, I am your host, Roddy Cat, and. Uh, Already reminiscent of last week. Um, you can find me at Roddy Cat at uh, Roddy Cat on Twitter at News Nurse Need on Twitter uh, at CBCat on Instagram, and I uh, also have the News Nurse Need Reddits. Hopefully, those are going to be a website sometime in the near future. With me tonight, back after a week, of, two uh, weeks. Two weeks. Yes, right. All oh, right. It's been two weeks. All right. After two week um hiatus. Agent hiatus, thank you. Uh agent underscore seventy. I'm back. It's, it's grand. Uh you can find him at agents underscore seventy on Twitter and Instagram at that same address. Uh, hopefully, as I, um, oh, wait, what? Oh, okay, shout out to Matt Wayne. Um, not with us tonight is Tim Dog 98 but. I was about to say, yay, boo, I'm not sure. No, 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 I was going to say, but, um, hopefully we will have him back pretty soon from what we're hearing, uh, through the back channel. Let's hope. But uh, until then, you can find him at TimDog98 on Twitter, uh, the, Click, the Click Nation on Twitter, C-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N, and at CBCron on Twitter, and of course, theclicknation.com and CBR. Well, check out his works over there and all the good works he's doing. Sounds like he's cooking up something uh, from one of his tweets I saw earlier. All right, folks, you know how we do this. The podcast, we can find that on um, SoundCloud. You can also find it on... Did you, you mention PCN underscore dirt? Yeah. Okay. I did. Oh, I'm... wait. No, actually, I did not. I'm sorry, because oh. I just thought about that, because he was going to be with... Uh, he should be on his way home and should be with us soon, which is why I was... Like, but anyway, but you can find him at PCN underscore dirt on Twitter. PopCultureNet on Twitter. Uh, Pop Culture Network and I Need Comics.com. Cool. But yeah, should be with us um, relatively soon. So, as soon as it gets home, to get settled. But until then, like I said, podcast, you can find us on CSPN.us. Go over there and check us out, along with other podcasts. 
Uh, you can also find this here podcast on Google Play and uh, Apple iTunes, okay, Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it, and on SoundCloud on the CSPN um, SoundCloud channel. And of course, shop.cspn.us for merchandise for this here show and other shows on the network. We'll get some stuff over there and um, you know, help us out a little bit. So, as we tend to do about this time, we're going to start out with the books for the week. And what we have decided to start off with is Immortal Hulk number four. Four. Yeah. You can supply your own sound effects. There you Before go. Right. So, uh, this issue uh, is the is the is the continuing saga of one, not Jack McGee, but definitely a reporter whose last name is McGee. Who, I love it. I know. I love yeah. that they used that from the old, uh, from the old TV show. So uh, this reporter from, uh, uh, what's the, the Arizona Herald yeah. is on the, hot on the heels of uh, Bruce Banner. And we find ourselves in South Dakota uh, where uh, Ms. McGee, meets up with none other than one Walter Langowski. And if you're not sure who Walter Langowski is, that is the uh, the civilian identity of one Sasquatch of Alpha Flight. Which we rarely ever see, uh, ever, much less these days. Right. We never see him in human form. Mm-hmm. So... But what we come to find out during the course of this issue is that uh, there is, and I don't know if this has been established beforehand. I don't quite remember, but there is a um, connection between one Bruce Banner and uh, Walter Langowski. I think that it has been established previously. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that. Um, I don't think you know. I think what Al Ewing uh, does in just a few pages really uh, establishes the uh, the dynamic between the two mm-hmm. as college students as opposed to you know um scientists in later years right and there's a weird uh fantastic four similarity like they're not as close as ben and, and uh ben and reed mm-hmm. pretty much had a similar dynamic water well I'll, they, i was going to say it actually reminds me of it's funny that you mentioned the Fantastic Four, but it reminds me of the UFOs too, because if you recall, the UFOs tried to recreate what happened to the Fantastic Four, and it all went, you know. Well, obviously they were all of, uh, they had a uh, 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 ill intent, but uh, you know what what happened to them wasn't nearly as, uh, uh, well, it's hard to say because of what happened to Ben Grimm. I was going to say uh, it wasn't nearly as. Uh, as uh, as uh, easy to cope with because obviously Ben is still forever coping with his transformation, but um, the UFOs, you know, kind of had this uh, the, the the more much more negative uh, side effects to their transformation. And one of the things that uh, Walter Langowski ended up with is uh, you know kind of a, a case of the furries, <laughs> as opposed to Bruce Banner. Yes. Which brought up another question also in that, because I was like, okay, so from what we found out that he basically did, from what we found out that Walter did the same, he basically did what, like you said, the UFOs did and what other people have done and tried to copy Banner's experiments. 
I and once again, I still don't know. Now, granted, Alpha Flight is one. I mean, I only know X amount about Alpha Flight, but I don't know if it was established that his powers were gamma inspired. Which I is think weird. Yeah, what I was gonna say is, I uh, my understanding is that they were uh, inspired by you know they kind of tap into the uh, the spiritual thing, which is right. That. That I understood. I don't know if I uh, remember reading 100% that it was a gamma-based as well. Exactly. So that part, part right there was like, okay, I know he's trying to establish some some links here, especially with that whole Green Door thing that's going on um, in this arc. Mm -hmm. But I'm like having the similarities between Sasquatch and his uh, powers, kind of weird, especially the gamma one. Because I was like, that, something like that, that part doesn't even seem like it's right. As we are being joined by one PCN underscore dirt. Yay! Hey. Hopefully you can hear me. Welcome. We can't hear you. <laughs> what I miss? Actually, you didn't miss anything. We just started talking about uh, Immortal Hulk. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that book. I read it. Well, what you got to say about it? Uh, I like how the uh, the horror elements returned in this one. The, you kind of <laughs> lost them a little bit in the last issue where it was doing the uh, different artists telling the same story from different perspectives. But in this one, you're kind of going back to it feels like it's just going to be your straight, you know, superhero book. But then towards the end, it takes a kind of dark twist that I enjoyed quite a bit, actually. Uh, this book is a lot of fun. It's a lot more fun than I expected from a book bringing back a character from the dead that shouldn't have, and yet it found a way to do it and has made it interesting. Hmm. Yeah, we were also talking about the similarities of the old uh, 70s show mm. that they're putting in here also, which I thought were nice touches. All With him wandering from town to town, doing the nomad mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, having a, a Amy Gee reporter uh, hunting after him. Which in this which in this uh, issue they actually meet, uh, which actually has happened in the show. Now that I think about it, but no, through circumstances. I also like the 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 crack about uh, purple pants. He's like, yeah, but I'll have these long enough; they'll be back in style. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, the only thing that's missing is the theme song and the the ending song. Yeah, but that's what you got uh, Spotify for, right? That's right. All right, here we go. <laughs> Spotify or YouTube. We yeah. will find it. Definitely. Yeah, we were and we were also just talking about the, the we did weren't um it we didn't understand well not not understand, but the links between Sasquatch's powers and, and Hulk's powers being as close as they were. Well, and I, I'm not that familiar with Alpha Flight, you know, yeah. so I will readily agree. I was about to say that's the that's the caveat that we have to give out to everybody. We just don't know Alpha Flight that well. You know, and, and it may it may be totally legit, you know, as far as I know. Uh, that very well could have always been the case, that uh, he was trying to replicate it and, you know, it just ended differently. I don't know. But I I'm willing to go along with it because I don't know it that well. Um, sure. Maybe if I was a bigger fan of Alpha Flight, I'd be like, that's not right. That's not how it works. That's not how it – but, you know, I I like the book, so I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with it. Yeah, I mean, and at least they still like, like, um, like, uh, Agent Sodi said earlier, he do still mention the spiritual aspect of the beast and whatnot. So at least that is there. They just happen to add this whole other thing to it. So, which is still kind of weird, but it is what it is. 
but yeah, it, it is a very fun, enjoyable book. Like I said, it's, and I guess part of it is I expected so little out of it hmm. because when they, they killed Bruce Banner and so then they're like, okay, well he's gone. Oh, now he's getting a new series. He's coming back. And it was one of those, you know, flip the table over. No, you can't do that. You know, they always do this in comics. They never make it last. They never make it worth anything. Um, but I, I've been surprised at how much I've enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm, uh, I can continue to be curious as to where they're going to take this, you know, because I wonder how, you know, what kind of legs this, this is going to have. Yeah. My, my biggest fear, though, is that in, you know, three months or four months, it's going to have to cross over with something in the Avengers or something, you know, the, whatever Infinity, uh, you know, story happens to be for that month. And something's going to have to cross over. It's going to throw it off the rails and we'll never, you know, we'll never get it back. That's, that's my biggest fear. Yeah, I can dig that. I can dig that. I was just going to add, maybe that's why they put She-Hulk on the team. Just so that they would they could let Ewing tell a story for a little while. Maybe. You know, instead of putting the, you know, instead of putting Bruce Banner on the team. Right. I don't know. They've been they've been a team without the Hulk before though, so I don't know. So in terms of not recreating the movie squad. Eh, sure. You know, like they kept the big three together and then, you know, they, they, they kind of mixed and matched. But, you know, when, when I saw that they put a Hulk in, I was like, oh, I wonder if they're trying to rebuild the movie squad. Yeah, who knows? No Hawkeye, so. Right. Well, well my, my hope is that, that when Ewing, you know, sat down to plot out the book, you know, when he was given the job, that hopefully he sat down and said, you know, this is what I want to do. This is the first arc. This is the second arc, whatever. And I want to be, you know, cut off, left alone. And so they just carved out this chunk to let him tell his story. Cause that was always one of the things like with the Nova books, uh, it always happens with the guardians of the galaxy books. Um, you know, whenever someone's, you know, telling a decent story and they're getting out there and they're doing something fun then suddenly there's some big crossover, there's some big event, everybody gets pulled into it. It derails what story they were doing and then they never get back to it, you know? So I just hope that he's he's dealt with editorial. He put him in their place, and he's made it clear that he's going to tell his story. That's funny. <laughs> editorial like that, but sure, yeah, I'm sure they gave him some kind of leeway. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. So that being said, if we, unless anybody else has anything else to say about uh, Immortal Hulk, we can push on something else. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Is that? Uh, let's see. What's the one? Trying to see if there's one we've all done, and uh, there is that not thing. So, Mister Miracle Number Ten. You know, at least a couple of us have read. Yeah, actually, I uh, tweeted Mitch Gerards on Tuesday night. I said, "Do you get a royalty if your book appears in your book?" Because Mister Miracle's wearing a Sheriff of Babylon shirt. You know, at one point in there, and he just sent me back a animated GIF of the spinning top from Inception. <laughs> nice, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, okay, so I'm trying to figure out. You know, the, these the when when they're working on some of these high concept stories, it's like the the small details that they throw in there come back to be something big later on. Like they're there for a purpose. They're there to set something up. So I'm trying to figure out how Galactus uh, comes to the DC universe, how the silver surfer turns into a dog 
No, right? Um, well, and, and who's going to become Silver Surfer's new friend so that Batman can stop Galactus? So I I thought about that when I was reading that, and I'm sorry we're kind of spoiling it a little bit for uh for Agent Seventy here, so we're trying not to get too bad with it. But when that part came about, I thought that was a funny thing. But at the same time, what we saw, what was going to what they're going to do at the end of this issue, like okay, that that partially oh hey, there's Golden Retriever right there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, but um. Yeah, I was trying to wonder that, but then I was just thinking, I was like, okay, maybe part of that's not going to have nothing to do with that. It's except for the part where the, the Galactus, you know, where Galactus is basically dark side and you know it's going to end up there. Well, like, I, okay, so Kirby has his hands in all this stuff, right? Yeah. So I'm sure there's some sort of connection to be drawn there. Um, and obviously, uh, Funky yelling out Excelsior. Uh, is obviously a, a throwback there, but yeah, there's there's something about that whole idea because, and I'm not going to spoil what Mister Mirror, what Scott's actually dealing with in this issue. I don't want to spoil what the what the concept is here that he's wrestling with, but there's something about he's looking at the problem, trying to trying to solve the problem the way his father solved the problem, and and you get this weird little story in the middle about this guy who's supposed to be a bad guy but he finds a friend so then he goes and gets another hero to come help and stop the big bad guy the golden retriever you know friendship is somehow gonna cure all and so i, I gotta think there's some sort of th this book has been so dark and so twisted and so warped there's something about this idea of the friendship you know that the dog and a little boy is you know just kind of that pure um, unadulterated friendship. So there's got to be something about that. Something about you know maybe it has to do with the baby. I don't know, um, but there's something about that that's that's got to tie into this because it's it's just too weird for it to be a random page filler in the middle of this comic. You're basically saying that the story was the vase. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, and I thought about that too. It's like yeah, exactly. Because there has to be something like this story is not. I mean that story within the story was not just for that and was not just well it's probably just to set up to what's going to happen next obviously but you know there's probably more to it that that's gonna you know play out somewhere in the next couple of issues yeah well and there's always layers layers built on layers built on layers and one thing i had theorized before is that we may be seeing things out of order that maybe what happened in the first issue happens at the end of this but then they referenced it in this issue so yeah, exactly. it clearly shows that it's progressed from that point. So, mm -hmm. so my theory goes down the toilet. I was wrong on that one. So, that, yeah, you weren't alone too, because I was like, cause I was writing out notes for this, and and then right before I got to that part where they referenced it, because I even said, I was like, well, it looks like we're gonna they're gonna wrap back around to it, and then they referenced it. I was like, oh well, wrap that. Yep. <laughs> so, but yeah, I I love the series. It still continues to amaze me, and and I love the artwork, and I love. I know a lot of people don't like the whole nine panel or one panel thing um it's kind of like an old school comic uh trope doing the nine panel one panel uh keith giffen used to mess around a lot with that frank miller's played with it sometimes they're using it in this book like to death like hardcore uh and and i love it i know it bothers some people but i love it so again i love this series and i love uh, just about everything about it yeah i mean it, it's 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 a it's not broke so why fix it i mean <laughs> you know right. Theme. So the only other thing I have to say about it is like um you also get 
a built-in joke with uh, Mr. Miracle Blue Beetle and Booster Gold coming out of a bar as right. opposed to one. Well, and Skeets was drunk too. Skeets yeah. had the little bubbles coming out from him. So yeah. And Big Barter still the goat. How do you get a robot drunk? I mean, that's the question. Intoxicated oil. How, do you switch the oil for like vodka or something? Like it still runs the engine, but. Know, you know, I know. We don't know what's in WD forty. You know, oh, that's true. I, 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 I seriously don't know what's in WD forty. That is true. No, it could be something robots don't you know get get, get blitzed off of. All right then. But yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was Mister Miracle number ten. It's still good. Hopefully, it it still seems on the way to to panning out into some gold, like um, another book for the for the competition has has uh, laid out. Yep. Uh, anybody else want to got a book to throw out? Just uh, you want to throw out that uh, the wars? Sure. So I will uh, talk about a book that came out this week that had uh, a prologue uh, last week. What I'm speaking of is Infinity Wars number one. I'm going to fold in Infinity Wars Prime number one because I wasn't here last week. And just mention that uh, Prime number one really is required reading because it's kind of weird that Prime number one wasn't the first issue of Infinity Wars because it's that much of a of a required read. So um, because one thing that came out this week was a second printing of Prime number one with a spoiler cover as the second printing of the book. And it came out with the spoiler of what happens in that book. And what happens in that book has a direct uh, impact on how this story progresses because we are dealing with the aftermath. I don't know if you guys spoke. I didn't have a chance to listen to last week's show. So I don't know if you guys spoke about Infinity Wars Prime number one last week. Yes, no? No, I see nodding heads. So, I, I, I did not. So I don't, I don't think we did. No, we didn't. We didn't. Right. I didn't get it either. So, so speak. So... So getting back to uh, why it's necessary reading, the, uh, the, the, the main spoiler, you know, the, the main uh, uh, event that happens in that particular issue leads directly into uh, uh, what happens here. Essentially, we've all, we, we've been dealing with the, uh, the reintroduction of the Infinity Stones as opposed to gems in the Marvel uh, Universe. And... A relic from the previous iteration of the Infinity Gems, uh, the Infinity Watch, is sort of being reformed in a you know in a new version, and that's what Infinity Countdown was all about. So, what we have at the beginning of this issue is um, a new version of uh, the Infinity Watch, somewhat coming together, but we're you know but we're dealing with the immediate aftermath of the events of Infinity Wars Prime. So um, it really is, to me, surprising that uh, Marvel didn't just double-size, you know, issue number one and just put the, you know, kind of squish those two books together because that's what makes up the first issue of, or the first, you know, really big, like, supersized issue of the storyline because um, it's absolutely necessary that you read them together. I don't want to spoil anything because there's a lot of stuff happening in these two issues and, um, you know, it's uh, shaping up to be a pretty... Uh, uh, interesting crossover, uh, definitely drawing on a lot of the things that have happened in Guardians and definitely tying in much of what's happened in the Countdown books as well. 
I was going to say, I know a, a really big spoiler was leaked by just about every comic site this week. So, um, yeah, so I, I think I think everyone knows it. Like, I still don't want to say it just because right. it is a spoiler. But I think everybody knows well I, the two things: the reveal of who the hidden character was, and then what that oh. character does at the end of the book. Right, right. I was going to say I've been kind of unplugged from uh, from uh, the internets for for a little while so a lot of this was news to me and it was a pleasant surprise to not be spoiled ahead of time you probably yeah. feel healthier too being yeah. disconnected from the internet for a while yeah exactly really and i was about to say going back to what you were saying about the the, the doubling up you know good and well they probably don't want to miss out that extra four to five ninety nine on a on a number one book mm-hmm. <laughs> therefore because you can see right. that with people won't, yeah, people won't pick up a ten dollar book but they'll pick up two four ninety nine books mm-hmm so that is why those Prime and Alpha, those Alpha and Prime books are kind of the way they are. Oh, that is that for that then. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I need to catch up on this silly thing because I know we'll be talking about it later on. But excuse me. And I guess I will go ahead and throw out a book really quick. Um, Star Wars 52. Um, because apparently something, something canonical happens, I guess you could say, I don't know if it's, if that would be the right thing to say, but nevertheless, so this is in the middle of their, well, I guess the, the middle and close to the end of their hope dies, uh, arc where we see, um, the comings together of what do we know to be the rebellion fleet particularly with all of the Mon Calamari ships uh, that they have gathered, which is also still funny because in uh, recent issues of Darth Vader, you see basically the beginnings of it because, as you know, Darth Vader, Darth Vader is like right after Darth Vader turns and before the Death Star blows up and all that kind of good mess. So you see part of another angle of it, but this is after all of that anyway, so it doesn't really matter. So uh, they've amassed a bunch of ships. They had the help of this other queen who apparently is um, a uh, triple agent. And she causes uh, some things to happen to where to, 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 to put the rebellion into a trap. So they're stuck and getting picked off like flies until just so happens Han and uh, Chewie come back from their mission and they give the folks a hand and also get chased by Darth Vader in the process. Uh, but during the course of this issue, we see, uh, which I guess I was going to talk about later, but I'll, do, I'll just go into it now, the culmination of um, Rogue Squadron and the, the origins of the name of it, which, if it's not apparent by now, apparently goes back to uh, Rogue One, the movie, because which is weird because, like, I get it to a point, but, like, halfway through while things are going on, like, Luke just happens to be like, well, uh, what would, basically, what would Jyn Erso do? Or, you know, that kind of situation, because they did, well, they didn't meet, but they've been to, this crew's been to Jeddah and all that, but comes, they got flashbacks to uh, Rogue One anyway. But, but just in the middle of all the fighting goes on, and he's there with Red Squadron, which, which will now be, be um, known as Rogue Squadron, which if you know Rogue Squadron does a bunch of uh, video games, you know, based off of that. This is where he coins that because he says something like, uh, well, if we're thinking like uh, Jyn Erso, then 
know, this is this is how things are. And then I think Wedge was like, well, what's our call sign? Because they used to be called Red Squadron, but that was before the, you know, that was around the time of the uh, when the Death Star blew up. But and most of the people from that squadron died, and this is a new squadron. So they started calling themselves Rogue Squadron going into the battle. And hence that name was born. So which means now Rogue Squadron is now tied more closely to the movies. And I'm pretty sure there's like two or three different articles about that floating around the internet. I know because I've seen at least two or two or three of them. Um but it was just weird that just kind of just kind of just threw that in. And not say it was threw that in there, but the way they just play, plugged that in there like that. It's like, well, we want this. It's almost like they said, okay, we needed a way to plug, you know, Rogue One in there properly to this other thing that has been around for just as long, but, you know, didn't have a, or at least in the, the old canon, did not have a direct tie to anything specific. And now we have this. But that being said, it was a good issue uh, outside of that. That was the only weirdness about it. Cause it was like, well, like I said, just written in the middle of not plugging into anything that had anything to do with that before. And during the course of this battle, bloop, this pops up, that happens. And now they're out there fighting the Empire, trying to escape um, the, the, the little death trap that was made for them by this queen, who probably will show up again at some point. That is Star Wars 52. It's still a good read, mind you, but it's like, it was, like I said, and, and I did love seeing the um, the whole Rogue Squadron thing, because like, I'm a fan of those, those games. This arc started in 50, didn't it? Uh, 49, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, if, well, I guess if you if you take it a little further, it actually started probably about 48, because the, cause they were on Mancala, you know, and that whole thing, and this whole when they got the fleet together, that was kind of like 49 or 50. I'm just trying to think like if you're wanting to pick it up and read it, you have to go back uh, only about three issues. Yes, about three or four issues. Yeah. But like I said, because like I said, because um, they do the whole Mancala thing, and that's then that's when they have they have a whole little arc with that, and then that just kind of flows into this. And if you want some extra flavor, like I said, you would have to read uh, Darth Vader because that kind of goes goes from before, you know, the Death Star and all that kind of good mess, but is on Montcala also. So I'm pretty sure they did that on purpose, obviously. Because you even see something from that started there in here with that whole uh, arc. Hmm. And actually, and, and, and I was pointed out to something now that I think about it, there was also a Clone Wars reference uh, within the little bit of the, the last arc with that Mancala stuff, because it was a character that used to show up in, in Clone Wars that kind of met their fate uh, during the course of that arc. So it's all connected, which is good, because that's what you want your universe to be. And now that, that, you know, now that they have it the way they want to, it is definitely all connected, whether it's you know, questionably loose or not. But it's definitely there. Alrighty. So what do we have next, folks? What's next? Euler. What's next? Oh no, where is that? <laughs> What's next? I have no idea where that's from. <laughs> <laughs> where is that from, Dirt? That's uh of course now I can't remember the name, but it was that um like Ugandan action movie. Um where where the guy's narrating over the movie like 
it was like their first uh, commercial action movie release that they made it for like two hundred fifty dollars. Uh, what was that, Captain? Oh man, now I can't remember what it is. You're going to have me look that up later, but like what? <laughs> I know, right? Um, okay, so how about this? Who, uh, here it is. It's called "Who Killed Captain Alex." What's um, there you go, folks. And that, that guy, the, the voice that you hear there, he's like talking during the entire movie. <laughs> oh, that's the first thing that came up in a Google search. How about that? Oh my gosh! If you haven't seen it, you got to watch it. Oh, like it is, gosh. it is seriously like it's it's one of those. It's bad, and it's so bad, it's good. Like they realized at a certain point, they were like, "All right, now we just got to do this as serious as possible, even though it's so ridiculous." Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah, I'm seeing it's like, wow, the budget is under two hundred bucks. Anyway, so that's a little something. I could, I, could, I want to say that's um, the ray was way more than that. I know, but I, I somehow I was going to try to tie that in. Hey, dirt. You death of the Inhumans number two as well. Thank you very much. <laughs> I did. So I thought that this book was, at least for me, for, uh, based on what I read this week, was good enough to be a potential candidate for Click of the Week. I had a lot of fun reading this, and um, it's just so weird to see the carnage being wrought upon the Inhumans over the course of these first two issues. Yeah, it's, it's either there's going to be an Infinity Stone that comes into play and undoes this, or Marvel just does not care about these characters anymore. Right, because it is just straight up carnage. I mean, it was kind of fun to see, and 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 just to to get people, because there are a lot of splash pages in this. There's a lot of pages of action in this, so the reading does move along fairly quickly. Um, just to get people up to speed, uh, the Cree are ba- you know there's a faction of the Cree in the in the in the in the aftermath of. Unbelievably, I couldn't remember wh- why the Kree homeworld Hala had been destroyed. It was because of uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy and X-Men, the Black Vortex crossover. Oh, that's right. They finally found a use for that story. Right. And I'm just like, oh, my God, that's what happened in that story. Um, but there's a, a faction of the Kree that uh, this is very reminiscent of the, uh, the, 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 the 2009 Star Trek reboot, where there's a faction of... Um, uh, of the uh, uh, of, of of the Romulans who um, kind of want to take vengeance upon Spock because he's unable to, you know, save. I'm, it's it's a nine year old movie, people. I'm not spoiling. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It was my. I'm not ready to spoil bell. You know, it's nine years old, but uh, I'll uh, you know not feel guilty. Um, <laughs> terrible. Beastie Boy play also. Here we go. All right. So that being said, you know, there's reminiscent of that movie in that these Kree are looking to rebuild the the uh, the, the Kree homeworld and enlist the Inhumans as, you know, what they were supposed to be from the beginning, which is the uh, Inhuman army of the uh, of the Kree Empire. And, um, you know, that's where the, uh, the, the part about join or die comes from in the first issue. And, um, you know, some bad stuff happens to um, uh, uh, other inhuman homeworlds. And uh, Black Bolt is, is, is um, you know, sees all this happen. And there's a couple of losses on the part of the inhumans that we know. And in this issue, Black Bolt seeks to strike back. Um, and he does so to a very great extent. You know, you really haven't seen Black Bolt let loose like this in a long time. 
yeah, that was one thing. What what really surprised me is when you read the last issue and you saw what was happening to some of these characters, and my initial thought was, well, this is what we're seeing, but this isn't really what's happening. And the next issue, you'll see that, you know, it really plays out differently. But they're they want you to think that this is going on, and then you open this book and it's like, nope, that that's exactly what happened. Right. Like, or like it may this, still be. I was about to say it may still be what you think, but right? Yeah, still be yeah <laughs> well you know it, i i didn't read black vortex could that have something to do with undoing all this or pulling everybody out of a pocket i don't know i can't remember i actually take my tim might have but i read it we read it we just can't remember it it was yeah. so good you've forgotten everything about it except that it was something to mock right that's everything right there <laughs> Pretty much. That's why Angel from the from the original X Men is still running around with flaming wings. Come on, it's the only thing I remember from that. Uh, but but anyway, back to this book. This is one of those where it's again. I didn't really expect a lot out of it, but it's Donny Cates writing it, so I figured I'd give it a shot. I read the first issue. I said, okay, obviously they're playing with us. That's not what this is really about. This this isn't what's really going on. Issue two. Yep. This is really what it's about. This is really what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the end of this issue, again, like, like seriously? Like, did they just do that in this book? Like, again, either this is all going to be undone or Marvel is just like, we don't care about the Inhumans. They're gone. Their TV show flopped. We can't use them in the movies. So just get <laughs> rid of them. We're bringing the Fantastic okay. Four back. We own everything in Hollywood now. So just mm-hmm. wipe them out. We don't need them. So I'm going to go ahead and say that everything you just said is probably 100% <laughs> the case i I have no reason to believe that they were just gonna they're just gonna undo this now sure if they've come become viable again somewhere down the line they might try to find a way to get them come bring them back but no i think they just don't Uh, but they don't need them now that if if uh, disney now owns even the fantastic four back and spider-man back and and x-men back and all that stuff they don't need the at all and actually something else that kind of you just kind of maybe um bring to mind and this may or may not have anything to do with anything but don case is writing this and he kind of tends to do this kind of stuff pretty decently especially where there's a lot of not necessarily kind of where it gets kind of dark mm. cases which is probably why they got him doing uh the marvel lights line that's that's coming back out but um I, that was just yeah i don't think i have no reason to believe that they they're not they, they don't care they're just <laughs> the humans are dead at this point Interesting. Would, so, would you both say that it, this is? It's only what three more issues left, three, four, two more issues left, something like that, of this uh, series, sure. yeah. four or five. Yeah, I don't remember if it's a five issue or six issue. Sure, because I was about to say, has it has it been interesting enough to keep going? Oh yeah, I'm yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, the Inhuman books were always kind of hit or miss with me when they Same. did the relaunch a couple of years ago. You know, it's like, uh, I, I read them both, but I liked one more than the other. And I ended up dropping one off after a while and just reading the other one. And, you know, then they got canceled and they did something else with the Inhumans. And I was like, I don't really care. I'm just going to let it go and whatever. And then this one, I was like, eh, Death of the Inhumans. It's not really what it's going to be about. And, oh, Donnie Cates is writing it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I said, well, Donnie Cates is writing it. I'll read the first issue, you know. Well, now I'm, I'm in. Like, I'm like, here we go. Sign me up on the thing. All of the issues. Here's my money. Just send them to me. I would just add that, you know, similar to Dirt, I I had some interest in the in the recent uh, relaunch of the Inhumans, but I hate to say this, they had a lot of trouble creating, you know, uh, offshoot characters and spinoff characters that we could really care about. 
Um, I've always been down to read more about like just the the, the main inhuman royal family. Um, they did, you know, do okay with like Frank, the the NYPD detective, you know, who shoots like you know like ray uh, beams out of his eyes, right? Um, and a couple of other characters, but really, I only cared about reading about the inhuman royal family. So, if you got Black Bolt, you know, like especially with his limited series, which you know, which which was done so well by Saladin Ahmed, um, you know, I love reading about Black Bolt because it's more about the 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 expressions and and the thought the thought and the the, the thought balloons and the and the the scene setting uh, 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 dialogue as opposed to you know his own dialogue. Well, what I really enjoyed most on the the other stories uh, was the the nightclub the Black Bolt mm. owned and all the stuff that would happen in there. And that to me, like the characters were not as interesting as the location and trying to make everybody work within the confines of that location right like that to me was the interesting part of the story if they had made a series and just named it after the nightclub and it was just like the ongoing adventures of random inhumans and superheroes and whatever that walk through there right. I, i'd probably read that series too um but as far as the other characters it's like the okay, quiet. Get, yeah right. the quiet room yeah you get black bolt you get medusa uh you get lockjaw and then after that it's like well what about crystal yeah you know yeah Whatever. What about um, Maximus? Yeah, you know, eh, whatever. You know, it's just like once you get past those three characters, and Lockjaw's only interesting because he's a big dog, and you're just like, oh, big doggy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, not even Bizarro dog. Like not even Gorgon or Triton. No. Yeah. 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 Wait, was is Crystal even in this book? Yes. Weird. Okay. Wait, was she? Yes. I have to go back and look. I don't remember now. At the very beginning. Of the first issue or this issue? This issue. She's oh, okay. First issue. She's at the very beginning of this issue as the Inhumans are trying to regroup. Okay. okay. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, the Inhumans just never really, never really became much in my eyes anyway. So the fact that if, if this is what they end up doing with them, then I'm fine with that because it's a fun story. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Cool. cool. Well, uh, that being the case, if, unless anyone else has anything pressing, we could probably go rapid fire at this point. Spin it up. Um, let me go ahead and get mine out of the way so you guys can do your thing. Uh, MN or Wasp number four. So, um, Nadia and Scott are still in this in the quantum realm, but they found themselves. They thought they found themselves back on Earth, but they come to find out that because of quantum entanglement that they are not home. And the hitchhiker that they picked up or dragged along, I should say, helps them uh, helps them get to somewhere else. Or it helps them almost helps them get back home, let's put it that way. Um, it's not really much to it, but it's been a fun story so far. It is what it is. Um X-Men Gold number 33. Uh, Storm's adopted mom dies because of uh, this other death cult, as they're calling it, kind of gets in the way. Uh, before she dies, her mom makes a prayer. Her adopted mom makes a prayer, which somehow gets intercepted by a hammer from Asgard, uh, which means that when Aurora comes to investigate her mom's passing, she meets up with the person that caused her mom's death, and she becomes a Thor again. 
right it's really kind of like it's 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 not a stepmom but it's like a stand-in mom i skimmed this real quick before we, yeah on way home yeah so but that was decent that was that was cool that was like okay so we have some gender up reason for for uh storm to have a, a hammer again for what the third or fourth time but it's all good recently yeah yeah uh let's see uh i guess on the x-men train x-men gold actually annual number two and all i will say is kitty has her one time at band camp moment okay basically let's does she stick a flute up her nose that's what i was gonna say <laughs> it doesn't get to be that point nah 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 nah, nah. but i just say that because she's at summer camp and it was so it's basically a, a story when she's like real young with the x-men she just joined x-men and she went off to summer camp and had an adventure and she meets this other mutant who I'm not sure comes back has ever come back up again, but you know they they could have they could have and I don't know this person because my ex history is not all that great. That said, yes, yeah, she has an adventure, and I'm I'm assuming they did this because it's going to come back up at some point, but we don't I don't know. Um, Adventures of the Super Sons number one. So I I actually ended up reading this on the way home tonight. Oh, cool. So this is basically. Damien and John, summer school, uh, summer summer uh, vacation, and apparently this takes place in between the ending of Super Sun, a couple of issues of the ending of uh, Super Sons. So that's the, where this whole thing, this whole uh, mini series, is going to take place. They find themselves finding, uh, fighting this one person in the beginning, and then they end up um, going up against this group, what looks like um, miniature or kid-like versions of their dad's old enemies. But they're from outer space, something rather like that. So it was a fun issue. Damien, there was a, there was a line in the beginning about Damien could be um, a super villain, and I'm like, yeah, he's always been like that. Like he totally could be <laughs> like his granddad or something, because he was messing with the. Um, he had this uh, the the bad guys they were going against. He took the the power that they had away from him and was using it against uh, John. That was kind of funny. So that was cool. It was it was that was a uh, nice, and I think. Last but not least, well, actually, this is not so much of a, a review, but just a mention of the fact that the raid number one is out this week. And if you have watched um, the raid movies, which you probably should, and actually I should, because I've not read, I have not watched those movies myself. So I'm only mentioning this for those who actually have. Apparently, this uh, is a four-issue miniseries that takes place in somewhere in the middle of the raid two. So, and it has something to do with a couple of characters in that universe, not so much with the actual story. But from what I keep hearing, The Raid is a great movie, action movie, and you should all watch it if you're into action movies. I don't know yet, even though I do have it, and I will watch them at some point before I read this. And that's it for me, which I got. All right, I only got one other book then, uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider. It's another Donny Cates joint. Uh, this one is like, it's like the weirdest sitcom you could ever think of. It's the murderer now acting as the spirit of vengeance with the baby future serial killer, genocidal maniac of the universe, uh, team up. And, uh, so basically Frank Castle, the Punisher in the far distant future became the Herald of Galactus, then became, uh, the Ghost Rider, then became Thanos's lackey, then went to Valhalla, and then Odom sent him back to Earth, and he came back to a point in time where Thanos was a baby, goes to kill Thanos before he can become the 
genocidal maniac and decides instead he's going to raise him the right way and try to turn him into a good guy instead of having him be the villain. So that's the pre- – so, yeah. So, it, you know, it's one of the – you need, like, the Back to the Future Part 2 chalkboard to kind of, like, keep track of what's going on and where everybody is and, you know, uh, all this kind of crazy stuff that's going on. But it's so fun and it's so awesome. Uh, and they actually end up at a planet minutes before Galactus comes to destroy it. Um, just so Frank Castle can have a conversation with Galactus because the two of them used to run together for a while when he was the Herald of Galactus in the far distant future in an alternate timeline. And so it's just like the, the crazy stuff that's going on in this book. Like it makes sense in the story of the book, right. but you can hear me trying to explain it. And I sound like I should be in a rubber room. You know, it's just one of those things where, it is so out there and so crazy. It's not the typical type of thing you get from the big two publishers, but it is so fun. Uh, it's a great follow-up to the Thanos series um, that just ended uh, you know, a few months ago. Um, and, and so far, like the artwork is good. It's interesting. It's different. It uh, doesn't look like you know every other book out on the market. Um, and, and the story is just fun and different and interesting. So again, I really like it. And even if you didn't read that Thanos one and you just want something weird, um, this is a great one to pick up for just a weird, different, fun story. Nice. All right, so I got the last, uh, the last books for Rapid Fire. Uh, I have been keeping up with a Batman post. Uh, spoiler alert. Although not really, because we all know that Catwoman uh, uh, jilted uh, Batman at the altar. Um, in the aftermath of this, we're dealing with uh, uh, a case where uh, Batman may have uh, taken out some of his aggressions on um, one Victor Freeze. And um, Bruce Wayne finds himself in a jury room um, uh, dealing with the, uh, the, the, the guilt or innocence of uh, Victor Freeze and the death of three women, in the deaths of three women. And it's an interesting drama playing out in this jury room. And um, it's, you know, it's pretty well written. It's a definite departure from some of the, uh, the, the, the wordless comics that we, sit with, that we happen to get from Tom King in the, um, the courtship of Catwoman uh, uh, by Batman that I know myself and PCN underscore Dirt sometimes had trouble um, reading and or enjoying. So um, I like this book. It's well written. It's a possible click of the week for me. Uh, Captain America number two is, um, I feel like this should have also been part of uh, issue number one. And then obviously, Roddy Cat would have the same uh, uh, comeback and say, well, you know, Marvel's not going to put out um, uh, one book when it could put out two books for uh, basically the same price. Um, we're still dealing with uh, Steve Rogers, uh, dealing with the aftermath of uh, Secret Empire and... Um, we, we find that he is looking for answers to, you know, what, you know, what he feels is, you know, his own issues with, uh, uh, you know, his reputation and, and some of the things that he has to do to kind of get back into the good graces of, uh, of the American public. So, um, there's a familiar technology that, uh, Cap employs and we do, we jump right into, um, maybe not a crossover, but at least a guest appearance by the character who uh, headlines uh, Tanahasi Coates' other book, and that's a pretty big spoiler right there. So that's my other book for the week. All right, clicks of the week. 
And we got Tim's already who says uh, Infinity Wars. Number one, what's his click of the week? I think I'm going to second that, although Death of Inhumans comes in very close. I've got to go with my guys and stick with Mr. Miracle. Nice. Wait, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> That's funny on two accounts, but you would have had to be here for the <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. You pulled out the air horn? <laughs> 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 Your horns going on here. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, all right. Um, hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to follow that one up, but um, uh, you know what? I'm going to. I I, I kind of want to pull it out for um. For Star Wars 52, but I think I'm actually going to go with dirt on this one with uh, Mir- Mr. Miracle. Nice. Wonderful. Bravo. I love that. That was great. <laughs> All right. Then with that, I got to run. We uh, we were running a little late today, so I, I gave you guys a little extra time here, but I do have to run. So nice. Thanks for having me, guys. I'll see you next week. Greetings, dirt. Absolutely. All right. And- Head off into the new section of the uh, program. We have an ad. Yep. So our first ad for the night is for Funko Fun at First Sight. Your home for exclusive collectibles, such as their world-famous pop vinyl bobbleheads, apparel, including T-shirts, hats, and socks, and brand merchandise, such as custom DIY pop figures, art books, and skateboards. And now, the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. To place your first order with 10% off, and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us, that's cspn.us, then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Funko link and place your order. When you get to the checkout, put in the offer code SHOP10 for your 10% off discount. Funko through cspn.us. Do it today. All right, and here we go with the cinematic news. Why did I not just keep it where it was? I do not know. And we start with the cinematic news as we tend to do, and I totally forgot to get all of them because... Wow. um, Actually, well, I'll take it back. I I was in the midst of getting them when when we uh when we started and I totally forgot. So that's okay because we're gonna roll it like this. Uh DC's Titans reportedly dropping all thirteen episodes at once. So when it hits, they're gonna basically basically do like Netflix. Okay. Yeah. No big deal. Um Sorry. Wonder Woman 1984. Get your first look oh, at sorry. Uh, I was putting in our clicks of the week. Oh, it's okay. All right, because I did forget to go to get yours. No problem. No I, was just typing, I was just typing them in, so. That's fine. Get the next one. Um, get your first look at an 80s quaffed Pedro Pascal. I don't know who that is, but he's going to be on Wonder Woman 84, and he's going to play someone, as this thing says. Uh, he looks like some sort of, well, that's their speculation. 
and apparently he plays in Narcos on uh, Netflix. I know again, I don't know who it is, but nevertheless, hey, there you go. Okay, next up, uh, Matt Reeves says his Batman movie is definitely not based on Year One. That's a shame. Yeah, is it? <laughs> I mean, I guess we've already seen a lot of young Batman stuff, but you know, Batman Begins. Sure. Well, so he does go on to say here that is excited to be focused to to be focused very specifically on a tale that is defining for him and yet very personal to him. Obviously, I'm not we're not going to do a origin tale or anything like that. We're doing a story that is definitely a Batman, though, and trying to tell a story that's emotional and yet is really about him be, being the world's greatest detective and all the things uh, that, for me, since I was a kid, made me love Batman. The takeaway from that, thankfully, is we're not getting another origin story. Mm-hmm. We, we, if you don't know Batman's origin story by now, I don't know what to tell you. So that's one probably one good thing that, that might be coming out of this. Um, Supergirl continues to have the best U.S. government podcasting Brent Spiner as the vice president. Brent Spider, Spiner, a.k.a. Data, a.k.a. a whole bunch of other things. I think he was also in, uh, in, in Defender's Day and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. He's going to play the vice president of the United States under Linda Carter, a.k.a. The, the, the OG Wonder Woman, a.k.a. the president of the United States in this uh, role. And I guess he's going to be starting that, uh, yeah, next season. No. Uh, so. Oh. All righty. Uh, next up, Constantine, City of Demons, animated movie release date. So this is going to be released on uh, October 9th, 2018 on Ultra HD Blu-ray Combo Pack, Blu-ray Combo Pack, and Digital. So yeah, City of Demons, I believe is that same, it is definitely that same um, animated series that has been out on the CWC for a minute. And I believe, I don't know if it's, if it's in this article or not, it doesn't say that, but if the so the first season of that is already out, but it ended on a, what seemed to be a club faker, and I believe they're going to do another movie to end to wrap that all up. Whether that's going to be in this or not, I'm not sure. Okay. Or this might be it, because it says, yeah, from the... So this might be actually it, as opposed to that. It says uh, it's going to be a full-length uh, R-rated movie film based on the animated uh, acclaimed series from CWC. So I guess this is going to be the end of that, which is weird. Okay. But it is a thing. And if you haven't seen that show, it's actually pretty decent to be so short. And I'm sure Constantine fans will have already been all over it. Uh, DC Super Pets to star in an animated movie because they've been doing a bunch of those if you noticed last week. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be an animated movie. I don't know when it's going to come out. And I don't think this came out with the the, the, the other ones that, that, that I talked about last week. But uh, this is going to be uh, something, I guess, similar to the Teen Titans going one. And this looks like the... Uh, the Franco style, the art print, the all oh, yeah comic style, what they're doing. That'll be cool. Okay. Uh, next up, Angela Bassett confirms two more MCU characters survived Infinity War. So she confirms in an interview with Screen Rant that uh, she survived, and uh, as did Shuri. Yes, which I could have sworn we saw somewhere in. Um... Infinity War. So we thought we saw her at the end of Infinity War. Could be wrong, but you know what? It's, it's now on digital, so 
you can always go back and, and find out if that's the case. For sure. Speaking of, mm-hmm. um, oh yeah, Leslie Jones live tweeted Infinity War and it's hilarious. According to this article, the Leslie Jones, as we know from Saturday Night Live fame, and I saw one of the tweets from her, and I was thinking about that. I was like, wait, is she just seeing that? And then I realized it just came. It's out on digital right now, mm-hmm. or she just because it came out on digital. So yeah, um, she was live tweeting it, and she was as much as trip as she usually is and he was um kind of funny if you hadn't had a chance to, to check out her um her twitter feed on that one you can check out this article or her twitter feed all right Next, uh, okay go ahead why avengers infinity war had to depower depower thanos's black order and we kind of you know we're kind of sure why because they're pretty overpowered in the comics yeah, and I think that was a pretty basic, you know, that's pretty much the basic uh, explanation behind it. Yeah, that's not right. But yeah, basically, I think uh, was it Jerusalem? One of the Russo brothers said mm-hmm. that just to kind of get them in line with the with the MCU, which yeah, as you just said, it's kind of the thing. And they even um, there was even a quote here: "The Black Order, in particular, will work hard to adjust them to the Marvel Cinematic Universe." Russo explained. In the Hickman run, I thought the characters were too powerful. Damn if they weren't. Uh, that was me. And nobody wants the subvillain to outshine the villain. Uh, and we adjusted the power set so they lined up in a way that was more interesting with our heroes, which is why Maul's a wizard. Right. Yeah. So, if you're not read Infinity uh, and stuff, let me read down to it. That was a really good. That was a really good run up support. Um, comic wise. Anywho, James Gunn's rehired, unlikely, uh, Disney not in a rush for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So we talked about the kerfuffle um, from his firing from, from old tweets last week. And there's still been some, there's, uh, the guy even mentioned the, uh, the um, petition and all the other people coming out, you know, about it. So this article is just saying that yeah that um, they probably there was there was also an article from another place saying that he possibly could get rehired but and, but this one from the news I'm saying that's probably not going to happen. Right. I mean, obviously, nothing is set in stone. You know, shareholders may have something to say about this, although they probably had something to say about this leading up to this. Um, I was unplugged there for a while but i did happen to see when this news broke and this was my response hey boo Boo! Uh, i don't know and well you would have to go back to last week for for my for my thoughts on it right because ultimately i understand why we're all supposed to be accountable for what we say and or tweet Mm -hmm. but still hey boo Boo! so yeah the, the, the thing that led to it was still kind of kind of bullshit yeah so that's some, that's some, uh, that, that's some, uh, just bad stuff right there. So, yeah. Moving right along. Um, Black Panther's still making money, apparently. Apparently. So, uh, Black Panther hits 1.346 billion worldwide in <laughs> theaters. And apparently, there's, it's, uh, so it, here in the States, if you're uh, listening to this overseas, and thanks for doing that if you are. Uh, it's been on video for a while, and it's probably been on video in other places for, mm-hmm. for now. But apparently, it's still in theaters here in the states, uh, according to this article. 
Well, it says, despite being released in on home video in early May, Black Panther is still playing in a report to 18 Springs. Somewhere. So I'm assuming that means here in the state. Okay. Yeah. Um, so good on them. That's a lot of buddy. Just keep, keep that train of pushing. Lord knows I've watched it a couple of different times on video. Um, Sony, okay, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, it's up to... It's. I mean, it's second in the in the worldwide 2018 uh, uh, race, uh, mm-hmm. behind only Avengers: Infinity War, mm-hmm. which that was kind of to be expected for right. one reason or another. I mean, Infinity War was a big, big, big movie. Oh, and and and, 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 and the funny part is, Infinity War still has not gone into home video yet. Which is exactly. Yeah, I was about to mention that too. Yeah, um, and still it's about to hit. You know, it's just now hitting digital. There's going to be a lot of people picking this up to rewatch because they just want to see what happened again, you know? Yeah, I'll be one of them. In fact, I totally forgot that it was just on digital, and I went to uh, to, to the local shop of Big Box mm-hmm. to, to go pick it up, and I was like, oh, right, it's on digital. Yeah, it's going to be another couple of weeks, I think. So, mm-hmm. so look out for that. But, hey, if you don't want to wait, it's out there now. Um. Sony is developing a Craven the Hunter movie with the writer of the Equalizer 2, which I have not seen the first Equalizer yet. Hey, boo! Sony, give it up. Yeah, you know, Sony's trying to get that money outside of the, the, the partnership. Or as much money as they can before Disney comes in and uh, buys them out too. Buys them too, yeah. <laughs> but also, I'm going to go ahead and take this next one uh, with it because... Uh, Deadpool 2's colossal actor is down to play Craven the Hunter. So as soon as the the news dropped that Sony was uh was doing this Craven the Hunter movie, what's his name? Stephen. I'm I don't know his name. I'm, I apologize for screwing up your name. It's almost like a. I'm not even gonna try it again. Um, saw the article from CBR and, and just said I want this on Twitter, which I suppose that means. As this article is speculation is speculating, is it's um, I guess they're speculating that he wants to do the movie and not that he wants the movie to happen. Which, if you look at that tweet, kind of makes it sound like, you know, that's what he wants. Okay. I don't know. Could be me. I don't know. Ooh, and they misspelled Craven's Last Hunt. That's not good. Anyway, let's move along because it is a thing. It's a thing. Whether it's one day, we don't know. All right, so the X-Men Days of Future Past co-star, quote, vanishes. Hmm. I feel bad for putting this in his slot leave. So it is a story of uh, fan being being uh, left um, social media because uh, she's wanted for tax evasion by the Chinese government. The okay. Reason- why, why the- and granted, I think we talked about this before because this is not the first time this has come up. Um, but the only reason why I put this in here for the headline and the fact that Fan Bing 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 played Blink in the Days of Future Past, which of course she vanished. Of course, it's been the joke surrounding this article for the left for since it, since it came out. Hold on, that's not what I was looking for. Here it is. There it is. So yeah, pay taxes, folks. All right. Uh, next up, this Star Wars Rebels Blu-ray clip celebrates. Uh, Hera and Kanan's powerful relationship. I am holding up, if you're watching the video, I'm holding up a copy of Star Wars Rebels Season 4 and because Rebels is awesome. 
but yeah so there's a um on that particular blu-ray is is um a feature about Hera and and um relationship it was a good one i still haven't actually seen this uh so i'll be looking forward to watching it moving right along Mark Hamill carries Carrie Fisher on the first day of Star Wars Episode Nine production. So they have just started uh, uh, work on Episode Nine, and I think Mark Hamill was not the first one. I think Ryan Johnson also um, said something, but on Twitter, as 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 Mr. Hamill is wont to do, uh, puts up this tweet that I that you should be seeing on the screen uh, if you're watching the video, and you should watch the video sometimes because it's cool. Um, it's bittersweet facing my final chapter without her. She's simply irreplaceable. I'm finding solace in the fact that she won't be replaced, and would love the worldwide out um, would love the worldwide outpouring of affection from those who loved her and love her when they heard the news. So apparently, we we find out also from this that she's not going to be replaced uh, in, in the movie, which is great. Cool. You definitely will be missed. All right. Next up, Skybound is going to turn Top Cow's Eclipse into a television series. Okay. That's a comic book series by writer Zach Kaplan and artist Giovanni Timpano. I think we were probably hitting the tipping point at this point. Because, um, yeah, every other comic book is being turned into a show. Which is weird in certain cases because there are a lot of TV shows that were probably good comic book shows. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Still going to happen, still a thing. Speaking of which, Dylan Dog, Nathan, Nathan Never, uh, more in development for TV as a part of a shared universe. Not only are we getting somewhere, someone's doing the, the uh, bingo on this, and I'm sure we more. Who? Dylan Dog and Nathan Never? So Dylan Dog was a book I've heard about. I don't know, still don't know anything about it. Nathan Never, I've never heard about. Um, but yeah, so live action TV and television adaptations of the Italian comic books, uh, Dylan Dog, Nathan Never, Mr. No, Dampier, uh, Dragonero, Il Confine, and Martin Mysteri are all in the works from Bonnelli, Bonelli, excuse me, Entertainment. Uh, first reported by Variety, the, the development, the blah, 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 it doesn't matter. A bunch, a bunch of uh, Italian comic books are getting TV shows. Okay. The only thing we can respond to that is with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next up. Ball your eyes out again. When <laughs> Transformers, the movie comes to theaters September 27th. And when we say Transformers, the movie, we mean the one that, uh, you know, had this in the uh, TV series. And also would have worked there. The Transformers. Transformers theme song from said movie. Oh, the touch. Yes. Or at the very least, the, the opening bars. Oh, which, yeah. Yeah, which I thought about that. I should have, well, had I thought about it, I would have mentioned it beforehand. But it doesn't matter because, hey, okay, if you've never seen this movie, you should because it's, it's, it's a great movie. Uh, so, yeah, uh, let's see. What is going to be da, 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 a one night event on Thursday, September 27th at uh, 7 p.m. local time? Oh man, I don't know if we're gonna postpone the show for that though. I 
I mean, I have two copies of that. that yeah. <laughs> Actually, I have three copies of that movie because I have a big copy. So I don't need to do that, but I've never seen it. And I don't recall ever seeing it in the, on the movie. That would be something I would probably would see if it's going to be local. I don't know. I doubt it, though, because like I said, I got the movie, so it's not like I can't see it. But just to see it on the big screen would be kind of cool. And they, they did like HDFI it, you know, for their last Blu-ray release. So, but if you get a chance, go check your uh, tickets are going to go on sale, I believe, tomorrow, actually. Yes. Okay. Uh, can be purchased online at uh, participating movies. So check your check Fandango, whoever else around you and see. And, um... Sorry. No, actually, that was perfect. Sugar happy. Uh, Lamorne Morris cast in Vin Diesel's Bloodshot animation. Uh, excuse me, adaptation, not animation. This probably should be an animation. But so Lamorne Morris uh, plays in, in New Girl, and he's going to be in the Bloodshot movie. And apparently, he's going to play a character called Wilfred Wiggins, because comics are nothing without alliteration. Uh, who is described as a young scientist who becomes Bloodshot's unlikely ally. This is almost what I was thinking. I was like, okay, he's going to be the the comic sidekick, mm. kind of. I don't. That's just me speculating. But you know, they can't have something like that without it. But we shall see. Gotcha. And last up for uh, cinematic news is uh, Linda Hamilton returns as Sarah Connor. <laughs> look at Untitled Terminator sequel. That's pretty good. <laughs> Because I can't read Sarah Connor in any other voice oh my God. other than Arnold as the Terminator. You're you're almost like come with me, come with me if you want to live. Yeah, pretty much. So oh, yeah. there's going to be another Terminator movie, and I believe I want to say, wait, is this fifth one? Sixth. So wait, so mm. six because there was there were three Terminators, and then. With the with the what you wanna call it three terminators with Arnold and then sure. without I think uh there was wait no I thought it was like one without and oh then, I could be wrong because he came in at the end of one of them I know and oh. then it was Genesis well wait yeah one of those and I think they kind of three is kind of like under the bus or whatever well, no there was like there was three Genesis and Salvation yes so that no so this is six. Well, the reason why I'm questioning it, because I could have sworn, and maybe that's still about this, but I could have sworn I saw an article today about Arnold um, is trying to get another one off the ground, and they oh, said wow. it's on the tweet, but I could be, uh, so I don't know. Okay. We're still getting another Terminator sequel. Linda Hamilton's still kicking. And uh, if, you, if you're seeing the uh, the picture, this is a picture of her and two co-stars. Two, two, uh, two Every now and then I get the hankering to watch to, to terminate the movies. No, this could happen. I still want to watch those other two, even though they're not great. Because <laughs> I've seen bits and pieces of them. But moving right along. Uh, we are going into the comic book news. And I should say that there's still been a couple of... Um, there's some good stuff in the Kinetic Bank if you have the, the show notes link. And uh, there's still a couple of suitlists for October that are still coming out. So there is that. Um, Venom, how Marvel just completely changed the symbiote's origin story. I feel like we kind of sort of mentioned this last week, even though I don't think we talked about Venom number four, which they're, they're referring to. But I know, yeah, we were talking about something else last week, and we brought up the fact that they're kind of changing Venom, Venom's origin story, not necessarily wiping away that what the stuff that's been done 
mm-hmm. but just kind of padding over it a little bit. Okay. So, and this kind of goes into what they did because uh, there was another, whatever book we were talking about last week that kind of was doing something similar, we got brought up. All right. Uh, next up, Unstoppable Wasp is unstoppable and has become an ongoing series. Again. So, yeah. So, uh, we talked about this already that uh, Unstoppable Wasp and Iceman are both coming back because they both got canceled. They were supposed to be both miniseries. I believe Iceman is still a little mini, uh, miniseries, and Unstoppable Wasp is now an ongoing series again. That is the, the, um, the update to that. Uh, Marvel's Spider-Man PS4 game has gone gold, which for those of you not in the know, meaning that it is it is getting uh, it is they've done developing it and it's about to get pressed out to be uh, to go out to for sale. Yep. Which, but it's only but it's not going to go out for sale until September seventh. I can't wait because it's going to be a good game from what I'm seeing so far. But it is good to go basically. So if anything else needs to be done with it, they'll patch it just like they did with it. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Uh, coming to Marvel Unlimited in August 2018. So this month, uh, Marvel Unlimited is chock full of cosmic action. So recent stuff like Infinity Countdown, uh, Adam Warlock, uh, No Surrender, still coming back. So yeah, there's a whole list of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that tells us a suspense. Uh, many is the start, and this is a whole bunch of stuff. If you, you should, you know, if you want to catch up on a lot of, they don't have everything, but and this is not an endorsement of. Well, this is kind of an endorsement of Marvel Unlimited, but this, we're not getting paid for it. Through, I should point that out. But Marvel Unlimited is a pretty good source if you want to get some, get a lot of back stuff, back store, back, uh, back issues, or extra on the free because what other sources it is. Anyway, Marvel's digital code includes. Cloak and Dagger number one for free. So I did my I, I did not realize that when I put in my codes for the books that I got this week, and I thought it was a mistake because sometimes they'll 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 there's a mistake and there's um like they'll put in one book for another, right. but then they end up going back and changing or whatever. Apparently, yeah. So if you if you do any digital codes for this week from the following books, which is pretty much all of them, you might as well go ahead and say uh, that came out this week. You get a code for uh, Token Dagger number one, which is the book that just, I think they're on three. Yeah, they're on three. Yeah. So you get to check that out for whatever other reason, probably having something to do with the, the show, I would imagine. Mm hmm. cross promotion. Or maybe another reason. We don't know. But All hey, right. check it out. Next up, this Avengers coding kit lets kids build their own superpowers like Shuri. So apparently there's a little bits uh, Avengers Hero Inventor kit, and uh, Roddy is kind enough to put this up on the video screen. So apparently you can build uh, stuff like uh, your own repulsor uh, gauntlet. Yep. It, and I would imagine, yeah, there's some coding. So, yeah, so you put the stuff together, and there's some little bit of coding they can do. Uh, which is neat. I I wish they had stuff like this. Well, they had had some stuff like this, but we're little, but not to this extent. Mm-hmm. So this is cool. I would almost um, I would totally almost get this for myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I already know about coding, but still, just to see what the what this what all this entails would be cool. So yeah, it uh it comes out August twenty fourth, uh, for one hundred fifty bucks. So if you have a little one or yeah, if you have a little one that is interested in coding and they like superheroes type stuff, you should 
Check this out. Maybe they'll be interested in um, you know, building and coding and all that kind of good mess. Apparently, they this is the second one they had. They had a hundred dollar Star Wars droid adventure kit, which I do remember that. Um, which lets you create a motorized R2D2. All right. Um, we already kind of talked about this, but the origins of Rogue Squadron now have a much closer bond to the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, new Star Wars Lego sets include an X-wing Starfighter. So yeah, there's a there's a Star Wars X-wing that you can build from uh, the Lego set. Probably not as intricate as the um, uh, as the the Voltron one that we've saw recently, but there's the uh, the Sandwalker from the Jawas, and there's also like the throne room. Mm-hmm. And I believe that is it. As oh, excuse me, it's Snoke's throne room from Last Jedi, and that's for seventy bucks. And looks like the crawler is. They don't have any prices for those. Oh wait, yes, it is. It's one hundred thirty, one hundred forty bucks for the, for the sand crawler, and uh, eighty bucks for the uh, X-wing. Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, Batman and Becker lead the next wave of Funko cereal. I did not know Funko was making cereal boxes and cereal. Oh, wait, you cereal must, boxes? You must not have uh, actually a cereal. Yeah, so you must not have been here that week. We talked about this. No, nah, I've been off for a couple of weeks now. So yeah, but I think I don't know if it was in one of those weeks before that. Regardless, yeah. So they so so Funko's doing a, a, a set of cereals. Um, I think. The cereals themselves are probably the least interesting thing about these because if you even you if you're looking at the, the video, like all there are is just basically fruit loops of different colors, not unlike or Frankenberry, Crunchberry, and stuff. So at least those had marshmallows in them. Oh. But I, the I think the big thing about these are one, the boxes themselves, and two, the fact that they come in with a little prize, that being a little Funko Pop. Mini Funko Pop, yeah. Either keychains or just straight up little mini figures. Those are the, the basically the, the, the takeaways from this this whole thing. But yeah, there are actually boxes, and I don't think I've. Um, I can't remember what was in the first wave, but yeah, this is the second wave. Um, what well, says remember. the initial wave featured such themes as Mega Man, uh, Freddy Krueger, and Gollum? Was that because I could just wonder? Was like there was also another one for I'm reading uh, off of the, what you took out of the article. So sure. But yeah, there was a, there was also a superhero. Those um, I can, but I can't remember what the other ones. So yeah, they got bunches of bunches of stuff. But it's weird, but that's the thing. So uh, let's see. Hawkman yeah. discovers the true meaning. Oh, I'm sorry, what were you gonna say? Yeah, no, I was gonna say next up. Yeah, Hawkman discovers the true meaning behind his iconic Horus symbol, and this is a spoiler for Hawkman number two. I don't think any of us has read it, but I guess there's supposed to be some deeper meaning than what we know to be from his symbol. Really? Yes. You can't handle the truth. Hawkman can't apparently. Because <laughs> you know, hey, if you know anything about Hawkman, his his uh, origin and things around it change every other blue moon, every other moon. So next up, DC debuts Jason Todd's new Red Hood mask, costume, and emblem. Hmm. As you can see from the video, got some uh, some art from that. It's very um. Uh, what's that video game that bombed as a movie? Um, Assassin's Creed. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll take that. I see that. 
So yeah, that'll be coming out. Uh, they'll be showing that in uh, Red Hood and Outlaws number twenty six. Yeah, I mean, I never read the, I never played the game, but I knew that that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a pretty good game. Okay, I still haven't seen, and yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently the because there was another article uh, like last week or so. I think he, I might have may or may not have outed Bruce Wayne's secret identity from some stuff happened. I think he killed the penguin. Oh, okay. In issue, or it looks like he killed the penguin in twenty four. We don't, you know, we don't know if that actually happened or. You know, or Alrighty. But yeah, regardless, it started something new, and he's got a new costume coming out of it. All uh, right. This is comics. <laughs> Team up for comics set in the Diablo universe, so you can stay a while and listen. My 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 cane is not that great, so I apologize. So Titan Comics and Blizzard Entertainment, the folks what made the Diablo series, have announced an all new comic series set in the universe of the critically acclaimed and genre defining action role playing game Diablo, written by Marv Wolfen, Wolfman and illustrated by Pieter. Kowalski, Diablo will launch in a, with a four-part miniseries in 2018. Uh, the comic will follow a group of zealous scholars and crusaders as they discover the true origins of humanity. Will the faith survive, uh, survive these shocking revelations? No word on whether Deckard Cain is going to show up. Kind of doubt it. Okay. Alrighty. Um, next up... Uh... Watch SDCC. Travis McElroy and Clint McElroy talk the Adventure Zone graphic novel and its upcoming sequel. So apparently, um, apparently that was announced at San Diego Comic Con. Apparently, so if you don't know the, the McElroy brothers, uh, Griffin and Justin were uh, up until fairly recently video game uh, reviewers personalities that were Polygon. Their brother Travis uh, and them and their father started a role-playing uh, a actual play podcast called the adventure zone got widely p- p- popular through a lot of folks they haven't listened to it yet regardless and now they have branched out because uh justin and and um griffin are no longer with polygon and they're doing their own thing such as this um Again, then the, the the graphic novel is written by clint their dad or clint justin griffin and travis is their dad and three brothers, and uh, featuring art by Carrie Beach. I don't know how to pronounce that one, which I feel like I've been saying that way too much. Uh, follows the first arc of the podcast Balance Campaign, which is the the DD campaign they were they were running. So, good news for fans of the uh, of Adventure Zone and the McElroys. Okay. And, oh yeah, uh, Dirt put this in here. Comics and graphic novel sales down 6.5% in 2017, according to a new estimate by ICD2 and Comicron. Uh, the comics and graphic novel market slips with sharper declines in comic stores and newsstand sales mitigated by stronger sales in book channel and digital. Yeah. So, I'm not surprised. I yeah. think 2017 had a pretty weak showing in, 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 in terms of, you know... Uh, the, the major events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as you can see from this chart, like, you know, it was going up and up and up and up until 2017, which I think finally kind of hit a point, whether it stayed that way this year or whatever, you know, we will not. So, but we'll see. I'm sure by this time next year. Uh, gotcha. Last but not least, 
Youngblood, 13 and 14 canceled, spinning off into Image Comics event. So Youngblood, Youngblood 13 and 14, which were supposed to be coming out in, I believe, October. Excuse me. No, I'm sorry. Um, uh, this month, next month, written by our hometown folk, uh, Chad Bowers, been canceled because... Was uh, these two issues were part of the new Blood War arc or Blood Wars, as Lightfell called it. Thursday, but were pushed back uh, from their original 20 July 25th launch to November 8th. So, wait, so they've not been canceled, just pushed until November, according to this? They might use the content from those books to, you know, kind of be like a, a prime or alpha book to a crossover, maybe? Maybe, but it sounds like, yeah, so it will be reframed as the start of a standalone event series from Image Comics. So, so they just basically being repurposed, sounds like. But this article made it sound like they were canceled. But it also says here that it was pushed. So anyway, regardless, those two books are no longer coming out as they were originally intended to. And okay. That, uh, folks, is that for the news. And I believe before we end this off, we got another ad. We do? And actually something else, but we'll get to that first. Our last ad for the night is for Wink. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From Rosé to Cabernet to Toronto, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your tastes and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member and you can skip or cancel anytime. And now the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash w-i-n-c. Wink wines through cspn.us. Do it today. Sometimes you might want to drink an orange wine while you're reading that Tiger miniseries. <laughs> uh, before we head out of here, uh, got uh, a goodie bag. I did mention this earlier on the, the Instagrams. Oh, this is the perfect one to do, too. Uh, that I got a, um, I think he might be actually watching. Shout out to Matt Wayne 97. Shout uh, out to Matt Wayne 97. Friend of the show. Even closer friend to our own um, agent underscore seven here. But he was at, as he tends to do, go to San Diego Comic-Con every year. And sometimes he asks us if he, want, if he, if he wants some things from there. And, of course, sometimes we oblige him. <laughs> so he does the dirty work that we can't do ourselves. And I appreciate it. Anyway, like I said, there was, um, there was a couple of things that I was looking forward to. One of which was a set of Wu-Tang um, Transformers figures. That's they don't transform. But nevertheless, they're just cool looking. So they're little miniature figures. Uh, there were four of them. He was, uh, and he got all four of them with me. I'm only putting this up one out because the rest of them are in the box. And wow. 
definitely did have time for that one. But it's sound wave, so it's all good. So you kind of can't, you may or may not be able to tell. It is in the uh, the black and gold, the colorings of the Wu-Tang <laughs> symbol. But it's sound wave, with, and it's got the Wu-Tang logo on his chest. That's cool. Um, this is awesome. And as soon as I get this room uh, situated, see the Wu-Tang symbol right there. Uh, and it's by Bait. I don't think I've ever actually heard of this company before, but nevertheless, I'm glad it's here. So I will be looking forward to putting those up when I when I um when I clear out some space in this room because it's, it's quite a mess. <sighs> that being said, we have come toward the end of another exciting episode of this here show. The I just com- wanted to just throw. I was about to say. Uh, uh, I thought you were going to show them all. I was just going to throw out a big <laughs> thank you to at Matt Wang ninety seven. Uh, my 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 uh, goodie box was filled with uh, a pretty cool thing. I, it's um, it's downstairs away from my desk. I don't want to run downstairs and delay the podcast anymore to uh, grab it. But what I did get was the Marvel Legends uh, Red Skull and the uh, Tesseract. Oh, nice. So I'm um, looking forward to unboxing that and uh, having a, a model Tesseract to go with my model uh, uh, Mjolnir, my model Captain America shield, and um, you know, uh, all by Marvel Legends. And I also got... Uh, the Art Adams uh, convention art book. So thanks to at Matt Wang ninety seven for that. Those are pretty cool. Yes, thank you very much for 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 doing that for us. We always appreciate it. And um, hopefully one of these days, at least some of us will be at San Diego. Although we appreciate you risking your neck for not your neck. I shouldn't say that like that. But um, yeah, using your valuable time to help us get stuff cool stuff on the front yeah, exactly getting on the floor and using your available time on all that kind of good mess up we definitely do appreciate it that being said uh we're now at the end of the show and my voice is giving out some kind of way <clears throat> so let me just go ahead and quickly say agent underscore 70 on twitter and instagram pcn underscore dirt on twitter pc uh excuse me pop culture net on twitter pop culture network and i need comics.coms uh, for dirt, Tim Dog ninety eight. That's T M O D O G G ninety eight on Twitter. That's C B Cron on Twitter. That's B Click Nation. That's D K L I Q N A T I O N for one Tim Dog. And of course, the ClickNation dot com. Uh, and for myself, Roddy Cat at Roddy Cat on Twitter at News News Need. No one scoring Roddy Cat by the way, because I know there's you know not the many curious, but yes, I'm the only one without it on the score. Uh, news Nurse Need on Twitter. Uh, there's the News Nurse Need Reddit. You can go check that out. And also CB Caps Instagram, where I need to get better about putting out stuff on that. You can find this podcast on Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, and uh, Google Play, and on the CSP and SoundCloud uh, channel. And of course, as always, shop.cspn.us where you can get merchandise from this here show and other shows on the network. And definitely check us out on cspn.us along with other fine podcasts um, where there's a lot of good stuff over there and including, I believe, a new show that just came out, which the name escapes me at this moment. But nevertheless, you can go to the cspn.us and go check all of that out. And as we say about this time, we will be back. We're not definitely on on movie protocol next week, so we'll be coming out next week. Not that I can think of. No, I I just wanted to make sure that like, well, because sometimes that happens. But mm-hmm. 
us, we will let you know by our individual Twitter accounts should something like this something occur, but we, we don't definitely don't have a movie protocol. So with that, and for everyone here, we wish you a good night. And as we like to say, this is the Comic Book Chronicles, and we are out. Would you believe it? It's, it's Doctor Doom. What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. Pop on this woman. Be hired, Mr. Stark. Thank <laughs> you.